The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. Coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Treat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today with Will. Hello, everyone. And joining the group, Michael. Hey. Michael, if you've uh, been in Richmond, know that he's a Imperial Fist player. Uh, he's played Warhammer with us for a couple of years now. And uh, mm-hmm. we decided, you know what? Let's invite him. Come join into the fold. Yeah, and, and it's not just the he's gotten in and played games. He's also contributed with narrative writing for Nova, uh, for event uh, coordination, that kind of stuff. And he's helped with like terrain and that kind of stuff. I mean, Mike has been a huge part of our community, and I think it was overdue for us to kind of bring him in. So I'm, I'm glad he's here, and welcome, Mike. Well, uh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So with this being your first episode, I guess... Uh, We'll just talk about what you want to talk about then. So what what's on your mind, Ran? Well, I have more thoughts about the Imperial Fists and how they are the best. And also, if you play them, you should just get to eat your opponent's bottles. <laughs> <laughs> just pop them like Andy. A real power like, move. Yeah. yeah. Little pieces of taffy. Just no, I'm the fortress. Yeah. yeah it's, it, <laughs> we're going to call it the Pluto stratagem. <laughs> Uh, oh, you just yeah. play it, and you just eat half your opponent's army. That's a sick reaction. Is that done in the assault phase, or what uh, phase is that reaction so, done in? Fun fact, you can do that in all of them. Oh my god. <laughs> no model is safe. But uh, yeah, that's good stuff, man. Um, so you were at Nova with us. Um, how did your fist do at Nova? Oh man, I, I was just thinking about that. Um, I think I lost every single game with my fists because you couldn't so, lost or died. Yeah, you keep it up with so. that exactly. Oh, right, right. Well, I was just going to say he's keeping with the uh, whole imperial fist or whack. So you know he's yeah. losing every game. He's clearly the most whack player we have. Of course, of course, yeah. clearly. But what were you running? Um, not stone gauntlet. The uh, the other one, the hammerfall so, strike force. Actually, I wasn't. Um, oh, really? Okay. So for twenty eight millimeter, I was doing uh, strike team, of course. But I'm going to leave that out of this discussion because it's weird enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zone Mortalis and Centurion. Um, and in both of those, I couldn't really f- make that work. Um, the tax on teleportation was just too high to make it work. Ah, uh, gotcha. That in rules is written. You can't, deep, you can't teleport attack into Zone Mortalis if it's got a roof. That's right. Yeah. That um, was something we uh, discussed in our Zone Mortalis episode. Yeah. I think for this one, for Nova, they were pretty much considering everything with a roof for the most part. Which I know that's what um, Bo said, yeah. Most of them, though, I played on a gorgeous table that I think was actually for Necromunda uh, that we decided was open-topped. Because <laughs> it, nice. it was just like a dark city street. Mm-hmm. I oh, saw that. That was really yeah. cool. I think it was uh, Chris Holmes who made that. Sounds right. There were some really good ZM boards there. But... Um, so you, you typically, do you like to play without vehicles? Is that why you choose like uh, Centurion and Zone Mortalis over the other yeah. modes, I guess? Um, I found this to be a great addition because what I like running is infantry and dreadnoughts. Mm-hmm. 
and both of those are doing great this edition. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I feel happy. like I feel like vehicles. <clears throat> I don't. I just feel like there's a lot of stuff out there that can handle vehicles now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like a ten man last cannon team, for example, everybody can take, and it, they just decimate vehicles. You know, and like that was always there, but mm-hmm. now it's there in plastic. Right, <laughs> and and it's there with with sunder. So you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like there, yeah. there's a yeah. nobody's really caring too much about armor. I think because there's just yeah, yeah, which has oh. made me a little bit sad. But at the same time, I, it's a love hate relationship. I'm starting to lean towards actual infantry armies because mm-hmm. I found they're quite effective and quite fun. And vehicles in this edition right now, as it stands. There's, they feel a little bit weaker than normal, despite having right. the weapons themselves get more enhanced. Fortunately, everybody's weapons, for for most part, outside of uh, artillery, also got a lot scarier. Mm-hmm. So, outside of a few land raiders and Spartans, you rarely will see me anymore really bring uh, AV thirteen things. Although that may change, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Oh yeah. Because I think with Sycorins, I'd be fine. But like Predators, I just feel like I just feel like they're, they're very brittle right now. I feel like AV-13 versus all the stuff they have out there that can take that on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the game as a whole is, I think, really driven this edition towards infantry. Like combat is awesome. These reactions are excellent. Um, so I'm loving it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm... I think I heard uh, Jason talking about uh, finding uses for predators, but it seems pretty niche. Um, I think the big thing he's finding is that uh, they're comparatively cheap for the firepower they bring compared to, say, a heavy weapon squad. Yeah, and he's not wrong about that. Yeah. Right, because I think, what, a base one is maybe 175, and that comes with yeah. two heavy bolters and... A predator cannon? Pretty sure it's even cheaper than that. It was. Oh, for yeah, me. yeah. I think it was under a hundred. Uh, one. T- here. Uh, I got a book here. Right. Pulled them all out. I got my stuff prepared. Right predator squad starts at one twenty. Yeah. One twenty for one, mm-hmm. and that comes yeah. with two heavy bolters and a predator cannon. That is, I got to yeah. say, pretty cheap. Yeah. And then you take another one for a hundred and five. Wow. Yeah. So they are very points efficient even if yeah. they're not going to last long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what you can put, um, I guess like Volkite on them, right. For just yeah. a, like five points or something like that. Each sponson. What is it? 10 points for, uh, two Volkite Culvern sponsons. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's 10 points then for 25 for the macro saker. Now that is pretty cool. I do really like a predator with a Volkite main cannon. That, that does yeah. kind of tickle my fancy a little bit. No. And you know what that's going to be great for? Hmm. What's that? K- killing heavy support squads. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is it? A- Wait, is it AP3 Volkite? It's probably not AP3, but uh, it's probably putting, putting out enough shots that it doesn't matter. You're right. You're right. Volkite always does that, that volume of weight stuff. And, and it's got that b- bizarre range, right? Like 15 yeah. inch brackets. That's cool, though. Yeah. Sacred self. Let's see. It's it's pretty long range. I know that. Mm-hmm. I really want to get the flamethrower predator because I mean, what that thing has got like an eighteen inch torrent. Ooh, that's fun. oh man, it would just be so cool. I torrent 
is a really fun and yet very annoying weapon if you're being oh, yeah, shot at yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I want to get I want to get Myrmidon destructors with radiation engines because those are torrent twelve inches AP three flamers with radphage and fleshbane. Yeah. yeah. What? That's not They're allowed. so good for ZM. It's so good for ZM. It's no, wild, no AP three. That's illegal. It, so it for sure is. I know. And so, guess what? The the other okay. So I I don't want to go deep on a tangent on mech. Um, that's fine. But mech is in a, in a super super good place right now. Like people are are talking about how bad it is or how they're disappointed with the book. But I'm te- I'm just getting out there and I'm playing games, and every game has been a blast. And my army works, and there's synergy there. You know, so I'm I'm having fun. Very cool. But yeah, that Volkite macro saker, the main battle. For, uh, Weapon for the Predator is 45 inches, strength 6, AP 5, heavy 8. Definitely great. Yeah. So you bring a squadron of those, 45-inch range. It's a good range. And just yeah. mow them down with whatever you have on there. Oh, and the uh, culverins you can put on the sponsons, also 45-inch range. Oh, perfect. You love it when mm-hmm. yeah. they all, they're all the same range bracket, right? Yeah, and that's heavy 5. So you could potentially, if you got good line of sight, be dropping 18 full kite shots per uh, per predator. Right. Yeah. And think about it. If you really wanted to, you could put a combi volkite onto the pintle <laughs> and at 15 inches, get another two shots with the volkite. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of what I did with my, um, with my sabers. I put that's the, what um, I'm, yeah, I get 10 shots of volkite out of each of those. Yeah. With just, just the, uh, I don't even put the pencil one on there. Just the, uh, Oh my God. The forward face and the, the, uh, Main Volkite gun, and that's 10 shots yeah. at strength six. Those yeah. are fast stuff. It doesn't matter what the range exactly, is. Exactly, right? Yeah. How was your Nova, Will? Oh, it was, uh, it was great. Uh, AT was spectacular. Uh, they were calling me like a drunken monk um, <laughs> because I was clearly like intoxicated, but apparently I did really well. Uh, Jared and Austin kept coming over to the table and they're like, dude, you need to slow it down because it's, it's out of control right now. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And, and I was like, I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, you're just tabling everybody, dude. And you can't do this. In my mind, I recall it being like very close in almost every game. So I don't know if they were fucking with me or what, <laughs> but I, I for sure was like, you guys keep telling me I'm doing so good, but I'm like, I'm like struggling here. I got barely any knights on the table or, or barely any Titans left. And they're like, you're mopping the floor with them, Will. So I, I don't know, man. So AT, that was AT. Um, and then I did opening salvo, which was great. That was a great flex for the mech to see what they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, like the synergies of pinning and blind and then template grav getting slung everywhere. Uh, it's, it was good stuff. Um, and yeah, and then I was standby for Excruciatus. Then I had the uh, mini blam I ran, which was really cool. We ended up having, I think, 50,000 points on the table. So not like the biggest APOC ever, but I already decided that next year we are going to allow Warlords and, you know, all, there will be no size restrictions. Okay. But, however, there will be a 3000 point limit per player. So nobody's going to be able to bring like all five of their warhounds, but you will get to bring one and play with it. You know, gotcha. Um, there's not going to be like an endless cap of bring all, I'll bring all your warlords and all the, the Titans. No, you yeah. get 3000 points. While it was a spectacle in 2019, it was also right. borderline scary. Like we're not going yeah. to, it, <laughs> it was, I mean, think about how much money, 
was held up on like a $50 table, dude. Like <sighs> it yeah. was very surrounded awful. by a hundred drunk people, exactly. rowdy drunk yeah. people. It, and every year we'd lose a Titan. I felt like, cause somebody really? wouldn't know who's Titan. Well, so, yeah, somebody would lose an arm or, or a waist socket or something. Oh. And they just coll- <laughs> not, not literally lose an entire Titan, but like rest in peace, a Titan. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just too dangerous. It is. It is. But I like that idea of a point limit versus a model limit. I think that'd be yeah. a smart move. Yeah. Well, again, with no force or charts. So if you wanted to bring all, you know, if there's no force or chart, you could bring all of those. Um, what, are, what are they called? The terminators for the, or any selection that's like a zero to one. Mm-hmm. I would just spam it. Just like dump all those points into it. Um, or knights. Yeah. Knights. That's what I'm doing. Armatures. Okay. Oh, very cool. Yeah, opening salvo was uh, run by Ben Marsh down at uh, Hampton, Virginia, mm-hmm. and um, be a good time to plug. Uh, check out the Call to Arms. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited. In October, that. I think they still got a few tickets left. And like I said, Ben runs a very good event. So get on Google or Facebook, and I'll try to put a link up at the uh, when I post this uh, episode. Check out Call to Arms, Williamsburg, Virginia. It is a good time. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sad I can't make it. Same too, unfortunately. But my Nova was pretty, uh, pretty awesome as well. Um, I actually didn't play anything. What? That's what that I'm is not of. true. Oh, did you play? Strike oh, I did Team? play Strike Team. Yes, yeah. I had to be my own ringer because I was running that event. <laughs> uh, you also played Laser Tag. Oh, that is true. Did try the uh, the Kill Team yeah. <laughs> Laser Tag. Oh, you did. How was that? Was that cool? It, you know, holding a big, heavy LAS gun did feel pretty good. Yeah. 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 I saw the Overall, pictures. They look great. You guys yeah. were having a blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a mobile laser tag, so it can only get but so uh, crazy. But um, mm-hmm. for that for that few minutes, it felt pretty good. Yeah. Very cool. The Grain Legion, they're the ones who did Nova in the past, and they also do Adepticon. And my God, I don't know how the hell they managed to do both events for so long. But this yeah. year... um. Asked us to uh, run Nova and myself, like I said, Ben Marsh, and just just awesome guys up and down the East Coast. We managed to pull together and uh, run the events, and it was a blast. And honestly, I just had a good time just running around, making sure stuff uh, fit together. Really? <laughs> there was, a, like, was, was it a little bit like a, a adrenaline sort of thing where you're kinda, like, yeah. got to make sure this event goes off yeah. without right. a hitch, you know? I saw, with, every time yeah. I saw you, you were moving and scooting. You know what I mean? Like you were. I was either busy. moving, scooting, drinking, or sleeping. One or the yeah. other. And uh, it was <laughs> didn't honestly even eat, I had a good didn't time. Didn't even didn't even go to the bathroom. It was no, all, I did. I did eat too. There was that. Oh, good, good. Yeah. But uh, man, it was a blast, and I'm already looking forward to next year, which apparently is going to be at a new venue, and we're going to see I how it goes. That. I am excited. It'd be great. Mike, are you thinking about? Um, running anything next year or are you going to be working narrative? So I'd be open to running something, but it seems like everyone wants to come back to run stuff. So I'm not sure what I would run. Um, yeah. I'm going to be getting my Imperi- uh, aeronautic Imperialis stuff painted up shortly. Oh, that's so right. That is going to be a game coming over. Maybe uh, that bug will bite me and I'll see about running something for that. Uh, if not, I'll just be focusing on the narrative stuff which depending on how in depth it is might be plenty for me, honestly. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. There's a potential for there to be like a lot of moving parts with that. Yeah. Um, which would require management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By my count, we had approximately 130 individual players throughout uh, the weekend playing Horus Heresy. In and, some uh, scale or another, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was Titanicus wow. or Strike Team or, like I said, Opening Salvo, Excruciatus. I love the fact that we have the cornerstone on just anything with a Horus Heresy tag. It falls under our purview. That's what I like, is we are the 30k community. It's not just like, oh, Aeronautica, Horus Heresy only. Or like 28mm, Horus Heresy only kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. And mm-hmm. already I'm super excited for next year's Nova. So, I don't think anyone's listening, but it would be great if we got our own room next year. That'd be that'd be really cool. Ooh, yeah. Because right. looking at the uh, layout of the new place, there are a lot of uh, different rooms and stuff. Obviously, some yeah, are up, but lots of space, and I'm really excited. And from what I understand, Nova this year was a great success, which I'm really happy about, and wish Owen and the others good luck on next year. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was just good to get back. Like, it... Despite really being was. under new management, yeah. new people, it still felt like Nova, personally. And I was really yeah. happy with that. I think it was the people there. Like, we, we got to yeah. see all of those familiar faces. And that's really, I think, what made it feel like Nova. Um, you know, different venues maybe come and go. But, um, man, so long as the Nova crew stays the Nova crew, it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. So... Tonight, let's talk Dark Angels. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yep. I know nothing about the Dark Angels. I, okay. Well, except I, uh, for what the Siege of Terra has told me. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I put on the patron a little poll asking people, hey, what do you want to listen to next? And they did vote with a total of 21% uh, Dark Angels. They want to hear about Dark Angels next. So, Okay. All right. Well, I have an idea. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we get started, Jesse, yeah. can you tell us, like... Why would you even play Dark Angels? Why would I play Dark Angels? So, yeah, in before we get edition, into the rules, yeah. Just so, in overall, the Dark Angels themselves, uh, lore-wise, while the Space Wolves may be the executioners of the Emperor, these are the exterminators. These are the first Legion that the Emperor had made. They were the Legion, not just the first back in the day. Uh, they are the progenitor of a lot of different tactics that are later uh, fleshed out by other legions. And if you like to play, paint black armor, go for it. If you like to paint different shades of black, they're great. If you like tan, if you like green, we can make that work. But um, when it comes to tactical versatility, from a play point standpoint, uh Dark Angels themselves are pretty darn good. There's a lot of ways you can play them. Um, you're not fitted into a singular niche like some other uh, legions. And if you are like me, who just played Dark Angels at 6th edition with the uh, first uh, 40k starter set you ever had and just decided not to do anything else, go for it. There you go, yeah. Okay. Dark Angels have a, a fun knightly aesthetic. Mm-hmm with almost samurai-esque values. And it's, um, I know it's, it's weird and it's fun and I've always enjoyed them. Don't forget the, uh, archaeotech sort of weaponry they have. That is true. Uh, the emperor managed to, uh, 
get his hands on a lot of different toys throughout the Great Crusades and stuff. And as the first legion of Space Marines, the Emperor gave them a lot of secret weapons and secret tech that uh, other legions never really got their hands on. So, Has any of that secret tech sort of come to light? Um, in the form of a few things, yeah, which we'll, uh, we'll dig on here in a little bit. Um, but plasma weaponry is kind of a hallmark of the Dark Angels. Mm-hmm. And while plasma may have uh, taken some changes in second edition, I still think it's a great tool. And I personally think it's a good change and yeah, definitely worth considering to take. You said it's your go-to anti-dreadnought, right? And for the most part, yes. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. Hitting on fours, wounding on fours. Sure. Or, I'm sorry, hitting on threes, wounding on fours. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Yep, and potentially on when you hit on a four, you also bypass exactly. the dreadnoughts to yeah. a armor, and they have Would to rely on their invulnerability. Is it breaching or rending? I can't remember. It is breaching. breaching. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Very good. But with that, and also missile launchers are my go-to. But anyway, <laughs> I still got to paint up some missile launchers. Me but too. the Dark Angels... Yeah, Dark Angels. Starting up, um, their special rule is the Hexagrammaton, which is composed of six wings. These are the different type of subtypes that you can give your models, and each one represents a flavor of uh, a fighting style or tactics that were uh, generated early on through the Legion and also through uh, Calvinite uh, orders. We'll get to those in a second. You can also take the Scions of the Hecatonistica, which allows you to take a Paladin upgrade for your uh, Centurions, which the Paladin is a very impressive unit. I'm really happy with it, and we'll definitely touch base on it here soon. And you well, are, I already love the name, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's got a cool name, so that's a start. Yep, yeah. and you also have uh, Warlord Traits, which we'll get to here in a second. But starting off... I was trying to think of the best way to really tackle Dark Angels because there are a lot of rules to them. And there's a lot of intricate details that one can see. And I'll probably, I'll probably as we're uh, going through this, discover some that uh, I didn't really think about until I said them out loud. So bear with me. <laughs> but um, as far as the Hexagraminon, when you take a unit with the Dark Angels special rule that does not already have a subtype of one of these units, you are allowed to pick one of six. These include the Stormwing, which gives you a plus one to hit when rolling to hit as part of a shooting attack, including during a reaction, with a bolter, commie bolter, or bolt pistol. Obviously, that sounds very similar to the uh, Imperial Fists. We get a plus one uh, for basically all auto weapons. This kind of shows, again, basically the starting points of certain Legion aspects for the Space Marines. Huh. You have the Deathwing, which get a plus one to hit when rolling an assault with one of the following weapons. And their list here is Chainsword, Force Sword, Power Sword, Tyrannic Great Sword, Calbonite Warblade, Charnable Saber, and Paragon Blades or Close Combat Weapons modeled as swords. And in addition, uh, vehicles with Deathwing get a plus, plus one bonus to strength of all hits inflicted as part of a ram attack, up to a maximum strength of ten. Real brawlers, then, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Deathwing is an extremely powerful subunit because, one, fighting in this edition is really, really important, being able to assault, but also that plus one to hit 
keep that in mind. That is not a plus one to blist or a weapon skill. That is a plus one right. to hit. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't help you on the defense, but greatly helps you on the offense. Oh, it can still help you on the defense as well. I guess in the sense that the best defense is a good offense. Yes. Oh, true. But like, uh, let's say, for example, I have a tactical squad that I've decided to give them Deathwing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say an elite unit from uh, some other legion comes and starts attacking and their weapon skill five. Right. Uh, I'm normally weapon skill four. That usually means that I'm hitting them on fives, but with Deathwing, I'm back to hitting them on fours. Right. Um, uh, but my, my, my point was that um, you're not plus one weapon skills, so they're still going to be able to hit you easier. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is true. But um, so, no, you're right. It absolutely is great in on the offense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really impact the guys defensively wise. True. True. Um, that also being said, things like elite units that do have a weapon skill five, if they're tying with anything that has less weapon skill than they do, they are hitting on twos. Oh, hitting right. on twos and close combat is extremely good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention, let's say for example, I have again, Deathwing on the tactical squad. And for some reason, or another, I have a piece of war gear that might, I don't know, say concussive, I believe drops down weapon skill for an enemy. Or, or, um, initiative. I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I don't use it often. Yeah. Now that it's off hammers, I don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if there's any chance where you can, let me, a, let me look for it up. I'm yeah. looking in my yeah. um, rule book right now. If you manage to get in combat with anything that has a lower weapon skill as a Deathwing player, generally speaking, you are hitting on twos, no matter what unit you're taking. Yeah. Damn, that is good. It is really good. <laughs> so, it's, okay, yeah. but these other rules, because mm-hmm. this already well. sounds like it might be the best rule, right? Because it really personifies like that knightly... If you are, yes, as uh, sword wielders. Like, mm-hmm. Keep in mind, it does also say mentioned modeled as swords. Right. So, like, if I have a unit that also has a thunder hammer, I'm not getting that plus one. I'm sorry. I might have um, misheard, but did you also say it was chain swords, too? Correct. It's just chain any swords, swords well. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Boiler. That's so good. Yeah. I've got but, close but combat not chain bayonets, right? Correct. Interesting. Correct. Okay. Okay. Well, my, my tacticals have always had chain swords from first edition, so I will definitely pay that five point tax anyway. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. But I also want to, so um, the vehicle unit type bonus you get for Deathwing, giving you a plus one to the strength of all hits inflicted as part of a ram attack. <laughs> so predators or anything that's less than, let's say, a land raider generally has a front armor of 13. Right. So when you're ramming, you're hitting stuff with a strength seven attack. D- mm-hmm. or usually it's a D six. I want to say um, with Deathwing, suddenly you're smacking stuff at strength eight. Yeah. Which <laughs> is usually the instant death threshold for a lot of poor little guys. <laughs> <laughs> so if you play your cards right, granted they get an yeah. armor save, but at the same time, they can, uh, you can squish quite a few things. I guess so my I'm, question with that is do you still model with the sword <laughs> as red no but it, you need to paint it tan you need to, oh, need okay. to paint it in bone white okay that's that's what i'm saying that way you know it's a death wing vehicle gotcha okay um but yeah up to a maximum of strength 10 so i'm trying to think what has you can even get there that would have a front armor i guess it would be like a, a super heavies who get a bonus to their front attack 
Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. while we were thinking about it, I looked up concussive. Mm-hmm. It is minus one weapon skill. Yeah. And it cannot stack on top of itself, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you manage to try to find some like a concussive, I think grenade launchers might have some. You're right. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Not concussive. It, it's not minus one weapon skill. It's minus X. It's, it's an X. Um, yeah. I gotcha. So yeah, I'll, I'll get to that here in a second. Um, yeah, Deathwing, very powerful. If you like assault, this is something you definitely want to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, the Dreadwing subtype, which if you take this with a Dark Angel model, you reduce the strength of all attacks made against them with flame, plasma, volkite, and phosphex weapons by minus one. Oh, so like salamanders almost? Yeah, and you force, yes, and you force all attacks made against them with the poison special rule to increase the rolls needed to wound by one to a maximum of six oh, up. wow. So this does not include Melta. However, right. now things like AV-13 vehicles such as, like we mentioned earlier, Predators, uh, can no longer be glanced by things such as plasma guns. Wait, what? Mm, yeah. Yeah, because uh, you need a six- to glance a predator in the front with a plasma weapon that's strength seven. Huh. If you reduce that down, suddenly they are invulnerable to plasma. And so like Volkite. That might do a lot for your predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely going to help out with their survival yeah. rate. Granted, sure. uh, Melta is still a uh, threat, but Melta right. should always be a threat in my book anyway. <laughs> Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the range should be the limiting factor on Melta. Mm-hmm. If they can get there, let them have it. So good against special weapons. Uh, still... Things like auto cannons and things can still rend and are still scary and are still available aplenty, but maybe you can bring a dreadnought or two to have them focus on that. Yeah, right. Uh, then we come up to the Iron Wing. Uh, models with Iron Wing may reroll failed to hit rolls of one when targeting an enemy model with the vehicle unit subtype. Oh, tank hunters. Yeah, and, oh, additionally, and additionally, a model with the unit subtype and a vehicle subtype make all snapshots at BS2 instead of BS1. Wow. Dang, yeah. dude. Okay. So, oh, all right. Can you do uh, an iron or armored breakthrough list using this? You can put this on mm-hmm. like all your tanks. Yep. That's and so suddenly, wild. That's so yeah. good, dude. I said it's huge now in second edition where everything pretty much has Legionus Astartes X mm-hmm. and being able to customize vehicles in this way is really cool. Very much so. So once again, if you want to like, <laughs> like the possibilities are practically endless, but <laughs> if you wanted to give like your dreadnought, like uh, vehicle killing weapons and let them reroll ones. Yeah. Granted, most of their stuff is twin linked anyway, but I'm sure there's a few things you can think of. Like an iron wing, uh, Leviathan. With a storm cannon. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Or Just tearing assault into cannon. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But if you're looking to kill tanks, uh, this is definitely a good tool to use. Then we have the fire wing, which I really like. It's a little situational. However, you can definitely see the benefits here. Uh, models under uh, with the fire wing unit subtype get a bonus of plus one to wound. When attacking a unit that contains at least one model with the independent character special rule. Ooh, these are like assassins. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Cutting off the head of uh, important units, yeah. so to speak. So, I was also thinking of uh, different things to use for this. At first, things pretty obviously won't be able to use this very well, such as uh, 
anything with like really heavy powered weapons, like a mm-hmm. dreadnought, because if you're wounding on twos anyway, a plus one to wound isn't going to help you. Right. Wound, ones would always fail. If you're trying to hunt characters, I mean, what is it? Seekers or uh, recon Marines for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seekers would be good for it. And so also notice that this is a plus one to wound when attacking. It doesn't mention in melee or shooting. Right. Yeah. So you'll get that bonus uh, either which way. That's solid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we have the Ravenwing subtype. All models in a unit under effect of this, other than models with a vehicle type, add a plus one to their distance move when it runs. And models with cavalry unit may also reroll any failed shrouded damage mitigation rolls, which is really huge. Neat. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Yep, and models that are also vehicles instead add a plus two to their movement characteristic when moving at cruising speed. Wow, making sickerins and sabers even faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which at cruising speed, I believe, is uh, twice their normal movement value. Mm-hmm. So, what is it on a saber? I think it's a sixteen. Is their movement? God, Jesus! Normally, Rhyme so suddenly they're on the other side of the field. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get units in the enemy obje- deployment zone to, to earn now oh or just being a uh generally just uh an annoyance a nuisance you put yeah. a neutron blaster on a saber and let them just go to town and suddenly they have to refocus or else <laughs> their vehicles aren't going to be very useful next turn <sighs> so the movement's nice the plus one uh, yeah i can take it or leave it but it's putting this on cavalry it's very important being able to re-roll uh, their shrouded rolls. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Now, uh, ju- just again to reiterate, mm-hmm. you can put one of these on each unit. They can all be different, right? Or do you have to do one for the entire army? You can do a different wing for each unit in the army. That's so. That's so wild, dude. That's so good. Granted, there's some up. You there's some bonuses and some negatives to doing that. Mm-hmm. But again, with that customization that you can do with this army, you know, as you can see, the possibilities can be practically endless. Right. At one point, I mean, I, I worry that I put too many rules out there and I have now forgotten rules because <laughs> I've just spread a hexagram on every single unit that I have. And I don't remember any of them now, <laughs> but yeah, that's mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to the warlord traits, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if anyone wants to tackle them or not. Or oh, we also got the advanced reaction. I don't know if anyone else wanted to read or not, or I'm perfectly happy running through it too. It's up to you guys. You know it best. I'm happy to let okay. you read. Yeah. If you want to just uh, give our, it. Thank you. Reac- right. our, resp- our reaction, if you will. Okay. That, that works. The best events. So <laughs> the dark angels advanced reaction we have here is uh, the angels of death. Uh, it can be used once per battle. And before uh, enemy unit charges or once the charge is declared on myself from an enemy unit, and once the charge is resolved, uh, the reactive player must make a leadership test using the lowest leadership characteristic in the unit making the reaction. And if I succeed, then all models in the reacting unit gain fearless and fear two special rules until the end of the controlling player's next turn. And if I fail, I gain stubborn and fear one. That's pretty solid either way, man. I mean, yeah, you can get good stuff, like super good stuff, like Fearless and Fear 2 is awesome, but you're still getting stubborn in Fear 1. That's still really good. Again, using the lowest uh, leadership kind of leads you towards using this on more, some more of your elite units. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's not 
the lowest that you take. Usually it's the highest for a lot of uh, situations, which so it makes it a little bit different. However, also gaining stubborn and fear one for a turn. That's, I can think of a lot worse things that can happen too. Cause it, you yeah. keep that until the end of their next turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'll also get a fight phase where you can throw your stuff in and they still also have to take those negative uh, fear effects. And stubborn is, is really good. My phthalax have that. And, uh, it was definitely helpful. Um, in a lot of situations at Nova, I know that with, uh, leadership the way it is now being able mm-hmm. to, uh, keep away from modifiers because, you know, you take one from a standard tactical squad and suddenly your leadership six. And so now you have a 50, 50 chance of running away. Yeah. It's not right. Like, I feel like you have, like you definitely need a Vexilla for sure. Now just for that plus one in combat, you know, mm. with leadership being the way it is. Yeah. That's a good point. I need to start making some Vexilla models for all my units. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm sorry, I know we're we're no, no, you're fine. Side rating, yeah. But the fact that Voxes, like I had no idea what they did this edition until um, Strike Team, and I modeled a guy with a Vox, and I was like, "What's it do?" Uh, so I looked up in the main rule book, and they allow you to reroll all blasts, not just like mm-hmm. you know barrage blasts like it used to. You can reroll all blasts now, which is insanely good. I think as long as one Vox can see. That is really good. <laughs> yep. You just need to actually have blast weapons. Right. Like, I mean, what? Yeah. There, there's still some good ones out there, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure um, the, the, the Kratos' cannons, I think, are all blast, except for the Melta one, so. I think Melta one's a blast, too, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I might I get being maybe. confused with the uh, something else, but. But um, still, I mean, that's, you get to reroll everything, not just, not just Barrage now, which is cool. All right, so on to Warlord traits, we have uh, two of them. There's the Marshal of the Crown and the Seneschal of the Keys. Uh, Marshal of the Crown allows you to uh, be a little bit more, again, uh, allows you to tweak your army a bit to if you want to go into a specific wing. Uh, Marshal of the Crown, a Warlord with this trait must select one of the Hexagrammaton unit subtypes and all units that include at least one model with the corresponding unit subtype and at least one model with the line of sight to the warlord, gain a plus one leadership. In addition, an army whose warlord has this trait may make an additional reaction in a phase of the opponent's turn dictated by the hexagrammaton possessed by the warlord. If he is a deathwing or dreadwing unit, you get an extra reaction in the assault phase. Stormwing and ironwing shooting phase, and the ravenwing and firewing get an extra reaction in the movement phase. And you gain this additional reaction only as long as he has not been removed as a casualty. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I like the uh, versatility of being able to select where, or I guess when, you get to use your uh, re- extra reaction like that. Yeah. And plus one leadership across most of your army is always going to be Ooh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But leadership being so low this edition. The second one, the Seneschal of the Keys... Uh, focuses more on the Warlord himself and the unit attached to him. A Warlord with this trait may select any one faction, uh, for example, Mechanicum, Dark Mechanicum, Demons, Legion, Astartes, X, etc. And once per battle, the Warlord's controlling player may, at the start of any of their own turns, declare that the turn to be decisive. During the decisive turn, 
the Warlord and all models in a unit he has joined may increase their weapon skill or blitz skill by one when making attacks against a unit that has at least one model from the chosen faction. In addition, an army whose Warlord has this trait may make an additional reaction during the opposing player's assault phase as long as the Warlord has not been removed as a casualty. So again, this is a very offensive weapon. Yeah. But increasing your weapon skill and ballistic skill by one can be extremely extremely, uh, good. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I love the fact, again, that is you just select the enemy faction. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Pick that enemy faction, and then for the rest of the game, bam, that's yours. I do love things when the, like Warlord traits when they're simple to remember like that, so mm-hmm. I like it. Just a flat buff. There's a few uh, key points that you have to remember. Uh, models only gain the benefits of a Hexagrammaton unit subtype if the unit is made entirely of Dark Angels and at least one model with a Hexagrammaton unit subtype. Um. And you can only gain one benefit from one hexagrammaton subtype in any game turn. So if the start of a player's turn, a unit unit that plays any unit that under a player's control includes models with different hexagram unit types, uh, then that player must select one of the types before they start playing that turn. So for example, if you have like a uh, if you have a uh, warlord of one type and he's uh, embedded with a different type unit, you have to choose which of those uh, rules you're going to use for that game turn. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So things like apothecaries and things, they have to be of the same unit type when uh, being embedded into a group as well. So you can't, uh, mm-hmm. you can't swap uh, unit types with just like an apothecary or like a tech marine or anything else you attach to it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes and sense. one thing that may require an FAQ, I noticed, is that uh, models will lose their subtype when they are uh, embarked. So, if you are, like, inside of a building, you no longer gain those bonuses, which yeah. might hurt certain units like the Stormwing. Yeah. Right, because it's not... Embark isn't just vehicles anymore, or, you know, still, so... Right, so, like, they, they will lose their uh, shooting bonuses if they're, like... In a uh, in a building, which I'm not sure how I feel Huge about bummer. that. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't seem like what's intended there. But overall, that's pretty much the Hexagrammaton and the Warlord traits. I'm going to skip the Rites of War right now because they usually talk to units that we haven't even mentioned yet. So, oh dear God, there's so many of them. Yeah, <laughs> we'll try to push through. Um, Good Lord, yeah, yeah, we get six rights, oh, guys. It- some it's of us are lucky each of the just hexagrams. Mm-hmm. Here you are getting six. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why you only get two warlord traits. Yeah. <laughs> and also those warlord traits, uh, they are not uh, allegiance specific. They can be taken by either allies or traitors, or uh, loyalists or traitors. Yep. So you're not locked into one or the other. I'm honestly surprised there isn't a traitor one. Like, memes aside, it seems like Dark Angels would be a shoe in to have one that was traitor. Yeah, because we definitely do have in the book some uh, yeah. more or less traitor ones. Some Although, bad apples. I will say, so, for the most part, by traitor, usually it's more of like, it's more Black Shield than traitor. They're not fighting for horse particularly. Yeah. They're fighting for Caliban. Okay. They kind of want to make their own mark on the world. Yeah. Anyway, we have the Armory. Um, 
This is uh, like, I'll, I'll read the little fluff text here. As the First Legion, the Dark Angels were originally outfitted with a panoply of arms, drawn not from the fruits of the Emperor's Pact with Mars, but instead from the arsenal of the Unification Wars of Ancient Terra. Relic weapons and technologies of great potency, but often difficult to replicate and even treacherous, many of which would later be forbidden. Long after the other legions were formed, and the Great Crusade ratified and standardized much of the Legionus Astartes war gear so that it could be replicated on forge worlds across the Imperium, the Dark Angels retained many of these ancient and potent relics, as well as the techno-arcana that resided within them. These they continued to employ solely within the Legion, weapons whose secrets were never fully yielded to Smars or their Space Marine brethren by the Emperor's own command. So, first things first, we have the Calvinite Warblade, which is very similar to its first edition uh, counterpart. It is a Strength 1 Power Sword uh, that also runs on a 6, like most Power Swords these days now. Mm-hmm. But you can, the uh, difference, I guess, is that plus 1, right? Yes, you get a plus 1 okay. to your Strength. Um, any model with the character unit subtype who's a dark angel may exchange it for five points. So, okay. yep, pretty basic, but overall not bad when you can start wounding things of one better higher than your normal power sword. Sure. It's pretty so basic, some, but yeah. it's what I wish all my power swords were. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's where we get into some more fun, uh, shooty weapons. Uh, any model with the Legionus Astartes special rule may exchange a plasma gun or a twin-linked plasma gun for a plasma repeater for five points or a plasma burner for ten points each. In case of units with multiple plasma guns, all such weapons in the same unit must be upgraded to the same weapon if either option is chosen. So the plasma repeater is a, str- is a range 12-inch, strength 6, AP4 plasma weapon that has assault 3, gets hot, twin-linked, and breaching. Mm, my God. On a four up. Preaching on a four up, I should yeah. say. Um, so while it does get hot, being able to twin linked is very handy to yeah. help uh, stave off those uh, rolls of one. You reduce your range, but you get an extra shot. So like I said it can be replaced on plasma guns or twin linked plasma guns. Um, in this case, I'm thinking like bikes. Outriders. Like outriders. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where, what I was thinking too. Um, but, <clears throat> weren't these like salvo or something like that last edition? And that's when nobody really took them. Cause they were uh, like salvo six twelve. I'm trying to remember because quite honestly, I never took them. <laughs> I remember when this edition were, finally I came remember out. That was just because like, they got rid of salvo. They got rid of salvo. So mm, I can't remember. There was some reason why I never really took them. And it was either because they were underwhelming rules or because I didn't never really found a decent, uh, uh, way to represent them on the table. But gotcha. for, the, for now, I'm thinking about using some of the uh, Primaris plasma weaponry. Oh, yeah, for sure. To right? potentially uh, show that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with a well. few tweaks and uh, conversions here and there. But yeah, having a slightly larger plasma gun might be the best way to represent that. Yeah. The arms do fit well on the new beakies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And next, we also have the plasma burner, which is, I'm really excited about this because this is kind of what I was hoping it was in first edition when they came out. Um, it is a template weapon. It is a plasma flamer. It is a flamer that is mm-hmm. breaching. That is so good. Good lord. It's strength six, assault one, AP four, and breaching on a four up. And no gets hot. Right? That's right. Does not oh, get hot. Damn. Oh. It's uh it's pretty nasty. And um, you know it's fucking template, so it, it ignores cover. So 
Like you get that breaching, you're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. Just melt your armor, my dude. You're done. Yep. So while we do have a special unit that takes all of these, you can also potentially put them on a plasma support squad or tactical support squad and exchange your plasma guns for plasma flamers. Mm-hmm. Is it cheaper? And, have you done the math on it? Like, uh, nope. Better bring us. Oh, nope. this is one of those things that are kind of like going through my head as I've talked through it. <laughs> oh, okay. I also say the the interrupters who have these are also pretty darn cheap to begin with. Exactly. Right. So yeah, unless you're like keen on like potentially taking them on a, like a fire wing squadron, if you really need to burn something mm-hmm. really hot, you usually don't have to worry about it. Um, next we have, what I feel like is one of the key weapons of the dark angels. I always take them when I can. It is the tyrannic great sword. And has undergone some significant changes from the first edition, but at the same oh, time, sweet Jesus, yes, it, it is. It is a beast now. Before, <laughs> um, it was AP three and instant death, and there was no way to get past it AP two. So I always enjoy, I enjoyed taking them because even though the Praetors always got their two up armor saves on everything, they just needed that one, and it made uh, victory that much sweeter. Mm-hmm. However, it is now strength plus two as before. AP three is melee two handed rending on a five up and now murderous strike on a five up. So Those, while that combination is so good that is yeah. a combination together. So while no longer instant death all the time, it's when now it does AP instant two death partial of the time as well. When it does instant death, it's going to be AP two, which is so good. And it should be uh, pointed out that it is not unwieldy. You're, oh. You are striking at initiative with this thing. Oh my god! So strength what? six, two-handed. So you don't get that extra attack from the charge, or that right. extra. You get the extra extra attack on the charge, but not the extra weapon. Right. But um, it's not specialist weapon. AP two instant death on five up. Yeah. Cutting not through specialist. Most, yeah, not a specialist either. Um, right. But but it is two-handed, so you weren't getting the pistol shot off anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But damn, dude, I might say that's one of like the best weapons in the game right now. I think it's I'm better than a Paragon Blade. Don't Paragon Blades only rend on a, or I'm sorry, they rend all, they're always AP2, right? But Yeah, I think they're Murder Strike on a 6. I could be that's wrong. That's it, right? That's, yeah. I don't know, man. This Tyrannic Greatsword is pretty fucking grand. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great for pretty a sword. Pretty happy with it. And as a modeling sword lover, the, uh, I think I mentioned it before, but the uh, Age of Sigmar uh, Vanquishers, I think they're called. Yeah. Ten-man box set of just giant honking-ass swords. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a good time. And then finally, we have uh, stasis missiles. Any model with the Dark Angel special rule that has access to a missile launcher can take stasis missiles in addition to other missiles for five points a model. And all such weapons in the same unit must be upgraded for the same option. The stasis missile is 24-inch range, strength 4, heavy 1, blast 3, and concussive. Oh, remember what we said earlier about uh, weapon skills being dropped? And then so yeah. we're hitting stuff on twos? <clears throat> Seems like some stasis missiles backing up some despoiler squads could do some work. Mm-hmm. Um, so like have- I'm, what I'm thinking is veterans. Immediately, that's where my brain goes. Veterans can take two missile launchers, give them stasis missile launchers mm-hmm. arm the rest of the dudes with your Calibanite war blades or, or whatever, uh, stasis, or these dudes, or two. 
yeah, stasis these dudes <laughs> before you charge in, mm-hmm. cuss them, and then you're hitting dudes on two with yeah. these veterans. It's a killer move. That's excellent. Vets are now relentless, and they don't care about shooting exactly. heavy weapons anymore. Not at only, all. The only problem I see with that is baiting out the return fire. Yeah, I mean, they are veterans after all, right? But they do have two wounds, too, so it'd be a matter of mm-hmm. that vulnerability. Yeah, I can see that. Because there's really no yeah, good way to get. Tell that to my tactical squad. <laughs> I mean, my tech, my veteran tactical sergeant that I took was, or no, he wasn't a veteran tactical sergeant. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. I redact my statement from the books. Okay, consider redacted and struck from yeah, the record. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's the armory. A lot of fun stuff in there. Now we have the the council upgrade, the paladin, for thirty points, and quite honestly. The Paladin is, and I might be a little bit biased here, but the Paladin is probably one of the better upgrades in the game. A Paladin of the Hecatonistica for 30 points, and he can be upgraded from your standard power armor guy, uh, Cataphracti, or Tartaros. Uh, He must be given one of the orders of the Hecatonistica options available to the Cenobium at no additional points cost, which I'll talk about here in a second. He must increase his weapon skill to 6 and leadership to 10. In addition, he gains the Stubborn and Animantium Will 3-Up special rules. Which is, Animantium Will in this edition is now basically invulnerable save against psychic attacks. Yeah, and he's got a 3-Up. He has a 3-Up against psychic attacks, and he takes a Tyrannic Greatsword for no additional points cost. Yeah, and not, he gets to, he must. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, he must take the Tyrannic Greatsword. Yeah. That so is a killer unit. Can we do a side-by-side with this guy and the Legion Champion? Because they seem similar to me. And I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Uh, so, someone pulled the Champion. Um, right now, I know the Champion, I think, has a weapon skill of six. I don't know about his leadership. I'm pulling it up right now. I've got Champion. I don't have Centurion yet. All right, you got Champion? Stay yeah. on Champion. I'll go get Centurion. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get While this. they're looking at that, so he can take uh, what's one of the Hecatonistica rules, which one of the... Uh, Units and have basically it's a subsection of orders from the Dark Angels, layers upon layers, and there's six of them. And so he can take one of these six rules: either augurs of weakness, which gives him a plus one to strength of any weapon when making an armor penetration roll against targets with armor eleven or more on the facing on the facing target. Icons of resolve. Gives him a plus one leadership to a maximum of 10 on any turn on which him or a unit is part of is charged by one or more enemy units. Slayer of Kings. You may reroll fail to hit rolls of one when engaged in combat with any model with a weapon skill of five or higher or in a challenge with any model with a weapon skill of five or higher. Ooh, he's out there hunting them big boys. He can be a hunter of beasts and reroll failed wounds to roll of one. When an enemy unit is engaged in combat, which includes one or more models with a toughness of five, or any to wound roll if the target toughness is six or higher. Oh looking my god! At, looking at you, uh, Dreadnought. Stop it! Stop it! You quit look. Oh, I thought you were talking about Mechanica because that's just brutal. Reapers of Hosts uh, gains a plus one attack in any fight phase in which he begins in base contact with one or more than more than one enemy model. So all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Or Breakers of Witches and may re-roll to hit and to wound rolls in close combat when attacking an enemy unit that includes one or more models with demon unit type or psyker or corrupted unit type. So basically, fuck you, Thousand Sons. 
Yeah. 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 Word bearers. Damn, yeah. Dude. Oh, he. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. He, okay. Take one of those. I love them. Just based on a, the customization. Yeah. So that's, if you're counting at home, you can make this guy up to have one of 36 different combinations of special rules for the dark angels. That's, that's, that's where you get the dark angels from. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. Stuff, man. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, consider that, that like a basic centurion. Okay. I just want you to, to like realize how scary this dude is as a mech player. Mm-hmm. Uh, his base strength is four. So when it's plus two, he's six, which means you're wounding Castellax on a four instant deathing them on a five. My guy with no, like they'll get their adamantic save, but that's a five up and you, and you're already AP two. So it's wild. He's just going to slaughter everybody. That's before the Hecanistica or Hexagrammaton stuff. Right, with right? his weapon yeah. skill turned up, turned yeah. up to seven or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or have him re-roll wounds against uh, exactly. uh, heavy, uh, you know, bulky creatures. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, man. That is he, a pretty cool unit. It's honestly one of my favorite units in the game. Yeah, and Mine, too. Mm-hmm. Taking mm. him as probably mm. a... Well, I love a good power armor or artificer armor guy with the two wounds. I got to take a Terminator, get that extra wound in there for three wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it would, I'd, I think I would have to go to Tartaros. Yep. I like the ability to sweep, but then again, with what he's got, he may not have to sweep. <laughs> right. Depending that on extra inch of movement. No, you, you want to sweep. Yeah. More importantly, you want to run. Right. True. Exactly, and that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you do get that extra yeah. point of movement too if you take yeah. the Tartaros. So. Heavy oh, was murder in Zon Mortals. Mm. Nova, it, yeah, yeah. Having the uh, the five up versus the four up, while not ideal, probably is the better call if you're trying to be very aggressive. Anyway. I think you're gonna fucking murder everything before <laughs> you even have to worry. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the Paladin. That is uh, that's a killer unit, dude. Hmm. Um. And then we go into the uh, Dark Angel special units, which, hell, let's start with the lion. Okay. Okay. Um, he's the person in this book up. right now. Uh, he's run at 460 points. He is the first Primarch. The lion, the son of the forest, Primarch of the Dark Angels. He's rocking around with a movement of eight, a weapon skill of eight, ballistic skill six, strength seven, toughness six, six wounds, initiative seven, Seven attacks, leadership 10, and a two up. I feel like that's already a lot of attacks at base. Seven attacks, yeah. He doesn't get like rampage or anything like that to where he just keeps getting more and more attacks, does he? Uh, no, nah, he's got something else for that, which we'll get oh, to. Oh, no. We <laughs> um, noted that he does not pick one of the hexagrammaton unit subtypes at the start of the battle, but instead at the start of each of the controlling player's turns, one subtype may be selected for him. And then he gains that subtype unit until the end of the next turn of the controlling player's next turn, at which point a new subtype may be chosen or the one currently used retained. That's pretty solid. Again, speaking of that dark angel flexibility, Mm -hmm. Uh, he has a choice between the lion sword and the wolf blade, which are both really powerful and we'll go through them here. In last edition, it was basically the wolf blade was what you wanted to take, but I'll read these up. out to you guys can determine which one or I think both of them are pretty uh, legit now mm-hmm. to use but uh, his warlord trait is sire of the dark angels 
All models with the Dark Angel special rule in the same army as Lionel Johnson gain Crusader. And any friendly models with the Legion's Dark Angel special rule can draw a line of sight to him, add plus one to his leadership to a maximum of 10. And in addition, uh, an army with Lionel Johnson's Warlord may make an additional reaction in the opposing player's shooting phase as long as the lion has not been removed as a casualty. So Crusader, if I remember right now, is you roll two dice when sweeping and choose the highest. highest. I believe that's what it is now. I believe so. So, not bad. Uh Um, He also has the point of the blade. After declaring a charge for Lionel Johnson and any unit he has joined, uh, the controlling player may choose not to make a charge roll to determine distance and instead make a charge move uh, charge move of eight inches, ignoring the effects of difficult terrain and dangerous terrain, and adding no bonuses to the distance moved for the unit's movement characteristic or war gear. Okay. So you just if you're within eight inches, you, there's no rolling. You just I'm I'm in. Yep, you can make a <laughs> I'm in. Auto succeed. Auto succeed on an eight inch charge. Oh my god! And not even counting uh, terrain. the terrain. Terrain. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, he has lion's collar. C-H-O-L-E-R. He doesn't have a collar. This isn't a circus. Like a choker, uh, when reduced yeah. to four wounds or less, he gains one attack. And he gains two attacks when reduced to uh, two wounds or less. Oh my god, okay. So, so. when he's when he's uh, up against the wall, he has nine attacks. Jesus criminy. He does not go down quietly. <sighs> so he also has the Leonine Panoply. Gives him a two-up armor save and a four-up invuln save which the first failed invulnerable save made for him each player turn may be re-rolled. Oh, it's each player turn. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So again, pretty darn hardy in combat. Yeah. He has the Fusil Actinaeus, which is an 18-inch range uh, assault 2, twin-linked, blind, rending 3-up, strength 7, AP2 weapon. You know, I love to see that blind on weapon. And this this okay. may be what you were talking about earlier, because uh, before, I believe, it was a, uh, a salvo weapon. But the Fusilacanaeus oh. is now an assault weapon. Okay. I think Dorn had the same problem. Yep. Um, where they couldn't charge after shooting this pistol. Oh, right. Okay. I say it's a pistol. It's a pistol to a Primarch. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dorn similarly has a bolter. Yeah. <laughs> that used to be Salvo. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the lion can now freely uh, shoot this thing, which is pretty nasty because it also does blind. Yep. And rending three up. I mean, you're going to rend at a three up, I think. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty reliable. Uh, but that blind is huge, especially if he's popping this right before he does his, like, free eight-inch movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It should also be noted that he also would benefit from the plus one to hit from the Stormwing unit subtype if he chose Stormwing for the uh, for the turn. Ooh, okay, all right. Which is sure kind of weird because it. you're hitting on twos anyway, <laughs> right? Yeah. And now you're re-rolling it for not not sure what's up with that. Yeah, well, I guess it would be the twin. Uh, that must be it. The twin linked part because it's ballistic skill six. So if he misses the first one on a one. Well, wait, but the on. weapon's already linked. It's like super redundant. Weird. Yeah. Yep. Weird. Okay. Okay. So I, I would say okay. it is so there thought. just yeah. it is there just to counter somebody thoughts, doing actually. debuffing him. Um. So, night fighting. Exactly. Minus yep. one to hit. This ah, counters yep. that. Uh. Also, that's just a plus one to hit. So 
would that not apply to snapshots? That's also true. Yep. And I believe, uh, correct me yep. if I'm wrong, Damn, I don't think right, Primarchs, right. uh, I don't think Primarchs will can have their uh, uh, attributes reduced. Oh, I think you're correct. Yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah, still weird then. But no, you're right with the night fighting and things. I think that's correct. And snapshots. Yeah. But his uh, his two main weapons. He has the lion sword, which is strength user, so that's running at a strength seven, AP one. It has melee, armor bane on melee, flesh bane, master crafted, instant death, and two handed. Is this okay? So is this the one that he's modeled with? So he has an option of two. He can either take the sword or the li- or the uh, the wolf blade, which is a giant honk and chain even- sword. He, and oh, a, oh shit! And so even both on the of those model they are did that. Kit. Yep. Both Damn. weapons are in the kit. Okay. Hold on. The wolf blade is the chain sword? Yes. That's weird. Why is that? Because uh, looking at the description of the wolf power. blade, it says it counts as a power weapon. Ah. I don't know. In Ruin huh. Storm, it shows him with the wolf blade, and he's got it's a chain sword. Okay. Well, yeah. Weird. I'm, I'm assuming. No, no. The wolf blade was a chain sword. If After uh, Gilman broke the lion's sword in the in ruin and uh, Angels of Caliban, it was his go-to post uh, Ruin Storm. Gotcha. I wonder if that's uh, misprint or if they're just assuming we know the lion sword counts as a power weapon. They want us to know the wolf blade also counts as one. Hmm. That's a good question. It is weird the lion sword does, does not count as a power weapon, as far as I can tell from there. Yeah. No, it can't. It doesn't. But it's weird, but I, I can't say I've really run into anything that really matters that way. Yeah, I haven't seen anything for which power weapon actually matters. That might be a future proofing type of deal. Yeah. Like bonuses against maybe there's some defensive bonuses against certain things like that. For sure. In the future. But I haven't come across them myself yet. They're gonna introduce Dune Shields for Ooh, if you hit it with the power it'll and just if you hit it with the power it mm. explodes or something that is yeah, cool. exactly. yeah. yeah that, that'd be cool yeah so I will uh, so back to the wolf blade it is strength plus two so strength nine AP three uh, melee two-handed uh, shreds breaches on a four up has reaping blow two uh, it is also master crafted and has a rule called fearsome ruin uh Let's see. The controlling player of any unit that suffers one or more casualties from the weapon must make a morale check during the assault phase. And must... uh, uh, When they make a morale check during the assault phase, uh, they must roll an additional D6 for that check and keep the two highest dice to determine the result of the morale check. Yeah, dude. Look at at the the type of rules this thing has. This thing is definitely the the chainsword. I don't know why they put power there, but... I mean, that's... Like, all those rules... And yeah. the, the leadership sounds like what you'd imagine a big honking fucking chainsword would do to a horde of people. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a powered chainsword. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Um, with the AP one on the lion sword, even though it is strength seven, you also have a better chance of just blowing stuff up as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it's only, yeah. a, so wolf blade is only AP three, even though it is breaching four up. So actually right. would that make it go to AP two when rolling for vehicle damage? No. It's the no, base AP? Uh, yeah, breaching yeah, does is, not it, work against vehicles. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. Rending does. So, yeah. S- and, so, the lion sword for killing big things, the wolf blade for killing lots of things. Mm-hmm. 
And it also mentions that uh, both of these can get the plus one to hit from the Deathwing unit subtype. Just in case. If you're going mono a mono against another Primarch, there's a chance. But uh, <laughs> not like you really need it. And finally, the line has stasis grenades. Uh, once per battle, the Lionel Johnson's controlling player may choose to use stasis grenades when a charge is declared. Uh, if the charge for which the stasis grenades are used are successful, then target enemy units must take an initiative test using the majority initiative value of the unit or units. If the initiative test is passed, then there is no further effect. However, if any of the target units fail the test, then all enemy models in that unit must reduce their initiative by minus one for the duration of an assault phase in which the charge was made. As one great big middle finger. Oh yeah, for sure. Immediately, eight inch charge. Go ahead and make your initiative check. Well, it was nice knowing you. Lion is pretty darn beastly, and I have not played him yet, but maybe next year. Uh, maybe I'll hit up the old uh, Primark uh, cage match that they like they had at yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I was kicking myself because I had totally forgot that was a thing. Did you bring him? That was the one thing I forgot to bring. Oh no, was the line, and I was just kicking myself. Yeah, I definitely would love to do that more as a not official thing, but like definitely a late night like make a little rumble cage, mm-hmm. little necromunda sized rumble cage. Two Primarchs come in, one comes out. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be good. All right, so. But, I mean, I'm sorry to distract, but no, that, no, is a great, that is a great Primarch, and he lives up to all of, he, I feel like he synergizes well with his entire uh, Legion rules that we've seen so far. Yeah, especially being able to choose which wing he uses. Exactly, yeah. Not that it really needs a, much of a bonus or anything, but I guess it's handy to have, because I believe... No, nope, no, nope, it just affects him. So if he needs for some reason to re-roll that uh, one against the vehicle, despite being ballistic skill six, I don't know. I guess then he'd fire in his full ballistic skill. Anyway, I'm getting too deep into that. <laughs> eject, eject. <laughs> so now we go to the elite Terminator unit of the Dark Angels. This is the Inner Circle Knight Cenobium. Rocking at 275 points base. Pretty it expensive, comes- but... Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, it has uh, four Cenobites and one Preceptor, who okay. is their sergeant. Uh, they're all characters, and they're all heavy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Which I know we've had discussion oh. before, but as it stands right now, as characters, you can uh, spread failed uh, wounds around the unit. Yeah. Yep. Whether that's intentional or not, I have no idea yet. But Jason uh, has made some good arguments in favor of it being as a tool. Uh, to get them into combat since likely they'll be walking most of the time. Ah, potentially. Why? I don't... Uh, uh, I got y'all, feelings. Y'all, y'all too cheap for sparrings? <laughs> too cheap for sparrings? Yeah, the Dark Angels <laughs> can't afford Spartans. I mean, when you're when you're rocking like me, max unit sizes. Spartans? Uh, yeah, Spartan <laughs> yeah. would be a good way to go, but again, well... Put a flare shield on that for another 50 points, and then you have AV15, which is handy. Yeah. It's not like Boy, that's, are bad. That's a good chunk of your army, depending on what points uh, you're playing. I mean, yeah. look at the points on this thing. If you're running a full unit, it's already a good chunk of your army. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. true. You might as well make sure they get there. Yeah. But um, as it stands right now, they're all characters, out, and right. they're uh, all heavy. Um, they come base with Tyrannic Greatswords. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, plasma casters, which are kind of like a miniature uh, flame, uh, plasma flamer. Uh, they're strength four, AP four, uh, one assault one, and they only breach on a six. Oh, so, okay. Baby plasma. Yeah. Very baby, baby plasma. Baby's, but baby's first plasma gun. Um, that's definitely more of a distraction than the, uh, you know, than what you get when they get finally get into close combat. Yeah. Uh, they're all in cataphracti Termi- terminator armor. Uh, they are relentless, bulky two, stubborn, adamantium will on a three up. Sick. You love and to see order it. exemplars, which are the rules that I mentioned earlier for the, uh, for the paladin. Oh, where you can pick the six. Okay. Gotcha. Again, allowing you to customize these guys. Uh, they do not have a default, uh, wing subtype. So again, you can choose what you want to take with them. Go Deathwing. Ooh, why, do, okay. why would you not go Deathwing with these things? I don't know. Uh, if you want to go character hunting. Character hunting, true, but Ooh. you're going to strength six weapon. Yeah, that's a good point. Go Deathwing. Maybe, vehic- maybe a iron wing if you want to hit up vehicles and, and combine it with augers of weakness to get a plus mm. one strength to the weapon. I love that they're, they're able to take the Vexello too. Yes. Ooh. Yep, so you can take up to five additional of these guys for 50 points a pop. Uh, they can take the Legion Vexilla, which is that little cherry on top if you really want to worry about losing combat, but also mm-hmm. keeps them from getting off the table for whatever yeah. reason. Um, there are Leadership 9, I should also mention. Ooh. Uh, basic Terminator stats for the most part, except they are Weapon Skill 5, and the Sergeant has Weapon Skill of 6. Nice. It really plays into like the the swordsmanship and mm-hmm. the, the knightly aesthetic, the being good with them when the big old tyrannic great swords. That's right. Um, they may choose to exchange a tyrannic great sword for a thunder hammer for free. Have you, do you do that? Do you have like one or two in there just in case you encounter dreadnoughts? Yeah. So what I do, I um, I did this in first edition. Um, I usually try to put one thunder hammer per five guys. Okay. Yeah, I like sure. that. I feel like having that as a backup, especially with the brutal now, is pretty handy. That's but, what um, I've done with the um, Caesarians. Yeah, it's every, awesome. every five gets one hammer, too. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a good ratio. Just got to remi- remember that you don't get that plus one to attack if you're Deathwing with it. Mm, right. Because it's not a sword. That's right. But then I feel like in this edition, like, Brutal is great, but if you have instant death on a five up already, do you need the hammer? Um, It's a good question. At this point, maybe not so much, but again, for vehicles... Is right. probably pretty handy. You're, yeah, you do get that extra strength. You're right. You're right, and it is free because I mean the Tyrannic Great Sword is that good. But um, I could see you're right. There are definitely situations for it. But yeah, plus it also gets know, past the, the Tyrannic uh, Great Sword. Yeah. Is so cool, man. You know, yeah, it <laughs> it's really, is. really good. Um, they lead you one way or another. Maybe it'll, mm-hmm. I might look into trying to magnetize my previous two uh, hammer guys, but we'll see. For the most part, again, if you need the extra damage output. The hammers are handy. Gotcha. Uh, you can also take a grenade harness for five points, which take the grenade harness. <clears throat> what does that do? That uh, doesn't disorder your charge, right? Yeah. Through combat through, gotcha. uh, yeah. Into combat. It's very handy to use. Glad they kept some things the same. So I didn't have to learn everything brand new. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like I said, we talked about the, uh, the orders earlier. So that's pretty much it. Again, mm-hmm. like the paladin, you have, 36 different ways you can hook this guy up with special rules. Insane. One of six, uh, six different wings <clears throat> and one of six different orders. Can the paladin go with us, you know? Yes. 
Man, just a yep. whole fucking crazy murder squad. Mm-hmm. God, dude, that'd be so wicked. Man, these guys are good. Yeah. Yeah. And the orders uh, the orders affect the individual models. So it's not like, like um, I guess it doesn't mean as much uh, and now in this uh, particular edition, but the paladin could have a separate uh, order from the others. But as a whole, the, uh, the Cenobium must select one order to be from. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And there's a, uh, I think we talked about earlier, there's a uh, exemplary battle that has basically an upgraded version of the Cenobites Order of the Broken Claw, I want to say. I'll make a little bonus episode on that to deal with the uh, exemplary or the uh, exemplary and the uh, legacy units because we've already talked quite a bit about these guys Mm. and we got stuff to go through. Let's see. So yeah, that's the Cenobites. Um, Again, pretty damn strong. Yeah. uh, I like them. I like them a lot. Um, Any unit that has instant death potential is really handy. Uh, These guys are great with swords. And again, the stubborn is great. Adamantium will is just extra that I will not say no to. Definitely then, worth their fifty point a, a pop cost. Yeah, yeah. No, like I would what say other, what sure. other terminators are fifty points? I think like tyrants, right? Uh, and those are arguably like the best shooting I think terminator. Just Darren, maybe fifty points a piece. Maybe Fulmentar, uh, Huskarls. Are they fifty points too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, a, and you're getting a lot, lot more from the, from the Cenobium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good unit. And we got the interrupters for running at movement, uh, 125 points base, uh, standard Marine stats across the board, except their leadership eight and nine respectively for the, uh, for the Sergeant. And they have two attacks base and three attacks for the Sergeant. This is effectively your, uh, uh, destroyer equivalent right. for dark plasma destroyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So, again, start with four guys and a sergeant. They have plasma burners, a bolt pistol, a basic close combat weapon. Uh, They have rad grenades, frag grenades, and crack grenades, and have power armor. Uh, These guys are locked in as Dreadwing. Appropriate. Yep, so you're getting your bonus against uh, certain special weapon attacks. And, of course, sergeant's a character. Uh, These guys also have stubborn. They have counterattack one and have bitter duty. And have veteran leadership too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like we got that leadership eight and nine, respectively, for sergeant. Uh, bitter duty off the top of my head. I believe <clears> that's a generic uh, rule where basically you can't attach uh, other units onto this uh, group. It is. Yeah. It basically keeps uh, more tats yep. with them and mm-hmm. other people from joining them, like apothecaries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's basically, you'll see it as the generic um, destroyer tag. Basically, if it's a destroyer, it'll have bitter duty. Or, or a variant of a destroyer, you know? I gotcha. Um, so for... And, I mean, the counterattack is great. I think that's a regular destroyer thing, too, right? Mm-hmm. It is now. So, it sure. is. But also handy to have, because I remember in the uh, first edition, these guys were really, really poor in close combat. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still just have the basic close combat weapon. Mm-hmm. Did they have rad grenades last edition too? I believe so. I believe they had rad grenades. Yes, that's that's pretty reliable. I think if you have basic close combat weapons, having rad grenades doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps. Yeah, I don't think they had the same amount of attacks. I think they had one less attack before too. Oh, okay. In this game, uh, uh, these guys have basic close combat weapons and bolt pistols as well, so they should be getting a plus one attack. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. looking at three attacks and four. That's nice. actually really good. Plus yeah. the counterattack for another one. <laughs> Not bad. That's actually and then, then and then you Overwatch with these dudes, nope. uh, and you do Wall of Death with these fucking incinerator templates. We'll get to. Good God, Jesse. Yeah. What a cool. what a murder squad! And you don't have to do it. You just have to tempt your opponent to charge you. That's all you have to do. Which they probably aren't going to be too tempted to charge. <sighs> put you put yourself in front of a world eater. That's all they do. All right, <laughs> just fight the right people. Yeah, the thing is, they don't charge you. You just plasma burn them anyways. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You just burn them anyways. (laughs) Um, So they are. They have a dedicated transport. They can take a rhino or a Proteus carrier if they number no more than ten models. No drill, huh? No drill. No drill this time, which is sad. Um, It can. You can take up to ten additional interrupters for a total of fifteen guys for twenty points apiece. So Not a little on bad. the pricier side, but also they don't, I mean, of all the stuff you're getting with them, it's definitely a reasonable upgrade. Yeah. yeah. Um, you may take a Vexilla for 10 points, a Nuncio Vox for 10, an Augury Scanner for 10, and you what may... What of those upgrades do you think are worth taking for this unit? So, Augury Scanner doesn't make a whole lot of change personally, or makes a whole lot of sense to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um if they do manage to deep strike in you, I would definitely just straight up burn the uh, the intercept that you get. Yeah. Um, Nuncio Vox, you don't really, I mean, some of these, I mean, for this particular unit, the Nuncio Vox obviously is something that you'd want for to support other units with. Sure. Uh, the sure. Vexilla, the Vexilla is a really good, just basic upgrade for any unit personally at this point. Gotcha. Yeah. Anytime yeah, just, that you cannot, when you can choose not to be forced off the table, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, staying on the table at one if if you're about to leave, very mm-hmm. nice. Um, but yeah, no, that w- that was my uh, theory. Was like the augury scanner. I mean, these are weapons are torrent. You know, what are the odds somebody's going to intentionally well, some are in six inches? Or I'm sorry, not torrent. Um, template. template. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. So they have to get really danger close, which would yeah. be, you know, if they do, that's great. But at the same time, you also have your counter attack and things to rely on too, just in case. Exactly. Um. For every five models, you may exchange one of the plasma burners for either a missile launcher with suspensor web, rad missiles, and stasis missiles for 15 points, or a plasma incinerator for 15 points. And this is that um, underslung weapon that they care that that the dude, the, like the one and four dudes, carries mm-hmm. in the squads, right? Yeah. yeah. So the plasma it's incinerator, so cool. yeah, is like a beefed up uh, plasma flamer where it is still strength six and AP four. Assault one and breaching four up, but you also get torrent nine inches. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, if you bring a 15 man of this and then three of those. God, <sighs> dude, just think of that. And <laughs> Zone Mortalis, man. Serious <laughs> that and Zone Mortalis is just eating you. Oh, God, units. yes. Yeah. I didn't even think about that in Zone Mortalis. Oh, that yeah. is a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, that is a nightmare. Torrent NZM is wickedly good, just but I mean, these guys just having course. these guys just having templates mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. insanely good, you know. So, uh, the sergeant, the prefectus, may take up to uh, three phosphex bombs in case one isn't enough for ten points each, yep. and it can also take melt a bomb for ten points, and can be upgraded to have artificer armor for ten points, which was nice because he couldn't get artificer armor in the first edition. Oh, good. They finally made him an equal. Yeah. You know what you need? That two-up save. Yeah. 
yeah. it'll change everything. Again, yeah, that's the Interrupters. Again, a stupid strong uh, addition to the army. Absolutely, for twenty points. And they they are honestly one of my favorite looking models from Forge yeah, for definitely. Dark Ages. They have like the cool um, respirator Mark III helmets. Mm-hmm. They look um, like they're all radiation hazard or whatever. Overall, they're very beefy models. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if they, I don't well, think they're like the taller than the Mark Threes, but their their overall bodies are much chunkier feeling. Yeah, they're they're a good sculpt. They're a really good sculpt. Mm-hmm. Like I said, most of those torso and they're all pretty much. Uh, separate so the torsos from the arms and stuff so you can really upgrade some nice uh, dark angel characters with just the just that kit the helmets are great too they're mm-hmm. uh, like banded metal mark three and pretty unique cool then uh, speaking of other cool models we have the deathwing companion detachment and these are your dudes with like the sword and shields that i've uh, seen on forge world right Yep, these are the guys in Artificer Armor. This is your uh, command squad replacement, effectively. Ah, okay. Um, these are locked in as a Deathwing. And honestly, you won't need anything else, and you'll see why here in a second. Uh, they're uh, yeah, they're 7-inch movement, weapon skill 5, ballistic skill 4, strength 4, toughness 4, 2 wounds apiece, initiative 4, 2 attacks with the companions, and 3 for the sergeant, which is the oath bearer. And they're all equipped with Artificer Armor, so they have a two-up save. Um, they're decked out uh, base with Calibonite Warblades, so plus one power swords. Mm-hmm. They have a Bolter, a Bolt Pistol, Artificer Armor, Frag and Crack Grenades, and the Sergeant has a Refractor Field for a five-up invulnerable save. Uh, the Oath Bearer of the Sergeant is a character. The others are just standard models. They have Dark Angel Special Rule, the Deathworn's Companions special rule. They are chosen warriors. They're relentless. And they have the Deathwing retinue. They can take a, a Rhino transport as a dedicated transport or a, a Land Raider Proteus as a dedicated transport. And um, let's see. You can take up to five additional ones for 25 points apiece. They may model their bolters with a bayonet or a chain bayonet for one or two points respectively. Uh, models in the detachment may take melta bombs for 25 points for the entire unit which you is always nice to love see. to see that yeah you get a 10 man unit pop 25 points on them mm-hmm. um so they may exchange any model may exchange their calibonite warblade for either a power fist or a tyrannic great sword for five points either one <laughs> um again if you're deathwing you'd probably want the sword yeah, Grand Power f- Fist is nice, but sword, great sword, tyrannic, great sword, mm-hmm. which I believe they were for free before in the first edition. You can change them back and forth. And I was like, why wouldn't I take them for free? But anyway, yeah. uh, you can take a Magna Combi weapon for 10 points for any of the units in the model. Uh, minor Combi weapon for five. Again, any model and any model can take a plasma pistol for 10 or a Cytherian pattern Aegis for 10 points. Um, the Cytherian pattern Aegis, uh, as a, it's, it's an interesting, uh, war gear choice. It's pretty cool, but it, it is a little bit involved as far as rules go. Mm. So it can be used in either two ways. You can either provide the bearer of the shield with a four up invulnerable save against shooting attacks and a five up against melee, or you can choose to deploy it. Uh, you may choose to deploy to 
the shield at the end of any of their own movement phases. And as long as at least two models in the unit are equipped with the Aegis, all models in the unit that have Aegis must deploy them to gain the benefit. They're basically like lock down their shields and basically create a wall. And while it's deployed, the entire unit gets a four up invul and save against shooting attacks and a five up against melee. And any models engaged with a model from the attachment in an assault have their initiative reduced by one. What? Oh, damn. So it's like them setting up a little field bunker. Yeah. However, while deployed, uh, the models uh, may not make any attacks in any phase or as any part of any reaction. So they got to focus on holding the shield. uh, They're literally just turtling. Like you put them on a point and you just turtle them. Like quite literally. That's Mm -hmm. fucking wildly cool. Yep. And they can uh, choose to end this uh, shield deployment at the start of any of their own movement phases, or if uh, the number of equipped models drops below two, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you lose uh, your shield wall, you drop your shield wall. It effect immediately yeah. ends. Damn, so that's a sturdy neat. unit, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you may also choose to take a Vexilla for 10 points. And if a model from the attachment has been selected as part of a retinue, and that uh, independent character has a Warhawk jump pack, then they must all take the same upgrade and all get jump packs for 10 points each. Okay. So yeah, That's they can cool. all take freaking jump packs. What? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> um, so yeah, the retinue, it's pretty basic. The Deathwing it retinue, just replaces the command squad, right? Yeah. Effectively, yeah. And yeah, obviously yeah. this is for Dark Angels. They're yeah, yeah. yeah, at least one model with a Master of Legion and the Dark Angel special rule. That's basically it. Deathwing Retinue is just effectively Retinue with Dark Angels. Yeah. Uh, only notable part I see is that uh, the Deathwing Companions may only be selected as part of a detachment that has at least one model with both Master of the Legion and Legionis Astartes Dark Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, so you couldn't take them as like your one HQ choice in a small battle. True. Although I also will say, I don't know if this is the case for the other uh, command squads now too, but uh, the re- this retinue squad must be deployed with the model and may not voluntarily leave the squad during play. Yeah, Deathwing um, Companion may not be selected as part of an army without a leader. So you cannot choose to like break away yeah. your independent character from these guys. They are sworn to protect. And speaking of that, this is probably one of the most important rules that they have and extremely powerful. This is death sworn companions. Any unit that includes at least one model with this special rule ignores the effects of uh, precision strikes, precision shots and sniper special rules and casualties from shooting attacks and melee attacks are always allocated to a model of the controlling player's choice. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. That's um, yeah, these are, that's good. Probably the best bodyguards in the game. Yep. Well, it's a, it's a don't really get good copy. Unit. Okay, mm-hmm. don't get copy. <laughs> we haven't gone <laughs> over the mechanical rules yet, okay? Oh, That's fair. Um, so I brought up the Huskarl rules to take mm-hmm. care. Yeah. And uh, their retinue rule uh, also does not let them leave whoever they're escorting if they're deployed as an escort. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't think you However, can. they can be taken separately. Hmm. But I think if you're retinue and you join the retinue, I don't think any leader allows, is allowed to leave. Okay. Is that even for the basic command squad? Because I know before the yeah, I regular so. command yeah, squad I could be uh, deployed separately. Right. I, I believe they have the retinue word. And uh, retinue is all generally written the same. Okay. Generally. Looks like there's a generic retinue rule somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's big rule book. I'm using my EPUB. I do miss the uh, the enhanced edition where I can just click on something and see what the rule was. But anyway, so now we go to our HQ units, which are our special characters. We have two of them in here. Uh, the first one is Core Swain. Coming in at 200 points, the Paladin of the Ninth Order, Champion of the Dark Angels Legion, and just overall dreamy character. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my uh, Solar War spoilers away for now. Um, <laughs> Course Wayne has a bolt pistol, a bolter, his uh, weapon called literally the blade. He has armor of the forest and mantle of the champion and has frag and crack grenades. He is locked in as a Deathwing unique character. He is a Master of Legion, an independent character. He is relentless, has precision strikes on a four-up, and is a loyalist. His default uh, warlord trait is Marshal of the Crown. Given precision strike. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Preci precision, precision strike. Four-up. Um, that is for melee only, correct? Correct. Not okay. precision shots. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Granted, with a bolt pistol and bolter, that's not what you want him for anyway. Uh, Marshal of the Crown. Uh yeah, that's one of the actual previous uh, Warlord traits, basically granting anyone with Deathwing within line of sight of him a plus one to leadership, and they get a free extra assault phase reaction. He is, I think I said, movement seven, weapon skill seven, blisk skill five, strength, toughness four, four wounds, initiative five, and four attack space with a leadership of 10. Pretty solid for 200 points. Yep. Uh, his blade is counted as a power weapon. The blade is a strength plus two, AP one, melee, two-handed, mastercrafted, duelist edge, two, and murder strike, four up. Damn, dude, that's really good for yeah. 200 points. Yeah, duelist mm -hmm. edge, two, gives him a plus two to initiative when he's fighting in a challenge. Oh my god. So he's swinging at initiative seven, which will uh, pretty much go toe-to-toe -to -toe with even some primarchs. And again, murder strike on a four up. And he also get murder strike everywhere. Yeah, and he yeah. does get a plus one to hit uh, as a Deathwing in yep. close combat. The blade counts as a sword. <laughs> yeah, I have a little asterisk and everything to explain that. Uh, his uh, armor is great as well. The armor of the forest and mantle of the champion grants him a two-up armor save and a four-up armor save, which improves to a three-up against close what? combat attacks. Very good. Very oh. good. Mm -hmm. Just the oh. cherry on top. Yeah. Like outside of um, Sigismund's Eternal Warrior, those two yeah. have a hell of a time. Jared managed to take me out with Sigismund, but I got him. Well, I got him close. I got him close. Yeah. <laughs> Sigismund doesn't have a three up in Vault unless I miss something. No, but he's got Eternal Warrior. So despite yeah. how many smacks I hit him with, he just took one yeah. piece, which was bullshit. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Marduk Cedrus is the Dreadwing unique character in this book. Uh, movement weapon skill six, blisk skill five, strength, toughness, and wounds of four, initiative five, four attacks, and leadership ten with a two up save. He has a plasma burner, which I uh, believe, hang on, plasma burner, I get confused, but I'm pretty sure that is the regular powered plasma flamer. Yep. There's a plasma caster is the mini one. He has three phosphex bombs in case one's not enough. Uh, grenade harness, the regalia of the shattered scepter, and his sword, the death of worlds. 
Again, he is a unique, heavy character with the Dreadwing subtype. Master of the Legion, independent character, relentless, and ancient of war. And he's also locked in as loyalist. His warlord trait is Preceptor of the Shattered Scepter. If chosen as an army's warlord, Marduk Sedras automatically has the Preceptor of the Shattered Scepter warlord trait and may not select any of the other warlord traits available. Um, if Marduk is an army's warlord, then a unit of Inner Circle Knights Zenobia may be selected as part of the same HQ to- choice and is considered a retinue squad. Hmm. They do not take up a force organization slot and is considered to be part of the same unit as Marduk. Um, they may not voluntarily leave the retinue squad during play. However, if this option is selected, then no other unit may be selected for Marduk using the retinue or Deathwing retinue special rules, which makes sense. In addition, an army with Marduk Sedrez as its warlord may make an additional reaction in the assault phase, as long as Marduk has not been removed as a casualty. So, yeah, you that's can a, take it. That's a solid character and a great warlord trait. Yep, especially considering you can take 10 of those guys as your uh, retinue. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not sure why I necessarily do that. Yeah. Right, because like the other guys are like legit bodyguards. They're already characters. The Cenobites are already characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see any necessary bonus you can get outside of freeing up a, 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 a force organization slot, right, which is yeah. handy because elite units can be at a premium. But again, like, it's fine, but I found with a lot of the characters, their warlord traits are a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I kind of like that because it lets your... Uh, own characters have something that makes them good in the yeah. generic that's a good quote unquote point. warlord traits that you know, that's fair because like hell, even a course Wayne he's using the generic trait yeah which I think is kind of interesting and also like I coming from your perspective yeah it makes sense and it's kind of cool so you no longer are locked into having to always have to take a uh, named character just because right you can take a named character because they personally kick ass mm-hmm. or you can take a warlord trait that helps your generic character kick ass. Yep. So as ancient of war for Marduk at the start of the battle after deployment, but before the first turn has begun, the controlling player may select a single faction from the age of darkness allies table and uh, Marduk and any friendly units within six inches with the dark angel special rule or a model with the transport subtype on which he's embarked when all models have been deployed, but before the first game turn, that's a lot of words, gain the preferred enemy chosen faction special rule for all models in that unit for the duration of the battle. So they changed it a little bit because good. before, if Marduk was in a transport, then this uh, power would not go off. Rules as written. So they managed to particularly say, hey, as long as he's on the table, even if he's in a transport, uh, Units around him will get that extra bonus, which is really cool. Because yeah. you know, Fluff, he's like, he's been around the block. He knows a thing or two. So everybody's kind of like gathered around and he's pointing out exactly where to strike them to hit them the hardest. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, his armor, the Regalia of the Shattered Scepter, confers a two-up and a four-up invuln save. A two-up armor save, four-up invuln save. And allows uh, the bear to automatically pass any dangerous terrain tests that model is called upon to take pretty handy, especially in this edition when yes, dangerous terrain definitely. is really rough. Crack your ankle. You're done. Yep. 
Ah, then he has this great big anime-esque sword called the Death of Worlds. <laughs> Holy I was about shit. to ask if this was just an anime sword. Uh, so, yeah, a relic of the First Legion, the blade known as the Death of Worlds was pattern welded from fragments of adamantium collected from hive cities of the first world to fall under the Eschaton, the Edict of Utter Destruction. With each world its wielder presides over the death of, new fragments are added to its length, and by the end of the Great Crusade, the death of world has grown to such a length that only the strongest warriors in Legion can bear it in a combat. The shard pattern welded to the edge carry the curse of a thousand dead worlds, the ragged blade tearing apart its victims with a vicious spite. It is strength plus five at AP2. It is melee, it is unwieldy, it is two-handed, and has the Curse of Dead Worlds. Wait a minute, is this the, the dude in Terminator armor they recently released? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Holy shit, so that's yeah. his big old anime sword. Mm-hmm. Okay, he I got it. He strength nine. Yep. Jesus nine. Christ, Why? And invulnerable saves taken against hits inflicted by this weapon are reduced by one to a minimum of six. <laughs> oh. Jesus So a mile of four invulnerable save struck by the sword takes a, f- a five-up save instead. <laughs> This boy has got fucking four attacks base too. Let's let's not yep. forget that. And mm-hmm. he's weapon skill six. Yep. You know, this, it's it is unwieldy, but he's okay. got that armor to help him out with that. So I see that. Yeah. Curse it's, of dead worlds. His strength. What a fucker! Oh man. Oh. It is metal AF. <laughs> and the fact AP two base like your instant death. You don't need murder or strike, my dude. <laughs> You're just going to fucking instant kill all those tactical sergeants. Let, let them come. Such a good dude. That's a, that's an awesome character for 220 points too. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I said a side up. note from that model though. You said it was a good model, like well done as far as craft. Yeah. So right? I, I picked him up a few weeks ago and I haven't painted him yet, but I have built him and it is also again, a model that knocks out of the park, very modular. So if you want to take him apart and make uh, different characters with him, you certainly can. His legs yeah. and torso are two different pieces. However, uh, his arms and hands and weapons are all separate. So if you wanted to customize it with different things, you certainly could do that. Nice. Very good. Mm-hmm. They have such good models, dude. Like all, all the units that they've had come out have been hundreds in my book. Like they exemplify what dark angels are yeah, yeah. or what, what you think of crusade era dark angels to be dark angels have some great models. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been a little bit jealous there. I will say there. So their specific units really shine and they do have a few very good wing rules overall. Mm-hmm. It's at first I was a little underwhelmed by looking at the wing rules and while there may not as be as a Buffy as some other uh, legions as a whole, the Dark Angels are really, really strong. And it just took me a little bit of time to play through them and get a feel for it, realizing, yeah, no, I've got something special here still, for sure. Yeah. I feel like they they might appear um, generic at first, or I guess kind of copycat from other legions. But really, like after having dug into them, they do have their own personification, uh, or I guess aesthetic, uh, which is shown through like their progenitor rights of war or not right rights of war, but their um hexagraminants, right? Mm-hmm. Which show influence into how other legions started doing their tactics, which I think is so cool. So as a side note with um 
through the Legacies document. If you'll notice in this book, the Deathwing Companions are only in uh, Artificer armor. The Legacies allows you to take them in Cataphracty and Tartarus armor as well. What? Yep. Yeah. Dang. So, and basically all the exact same special rules except in Terminator armor. And there's still two wounds apiece. And obviously they can't take jump packs. But they can take grenade harnesses. Okay. Still with the shields? Um, uh, good point. The shields are also not available to them here. Guess They're you allowed don't need to take it a lightning claws. Lightning claws. Okay. But like I said, I guess you don't need it since you got the four up involved from the cataphracty already. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's a good point. But very interesting. Of the two, which do you think you would prefer to run? The legacies or the uh mainline? Uh because they still have just two wounds apiece. Um I really like the Deathwing Companions as is with Artificer Armor. Mm-hmm. You don't really gain a whole bunch by taking them as uh, Terminators outside of everybody getting a uh, an invuln save. Right. And I'm sure Generally. they're I'm sure they're more too. They're they're not twenty five points anymore, right? Uh see uh actually it looks like you can only take them as a max of five. Oh mm, that's okay. weird. Yeah. Don't know if that's intentional or not, but yeah, you can only take a yeah. five man squadron for a uh, Terminator companions. Interesting. Because I think um, regular Terminator command squads can only go up to five. Mm-hmm, yeah. I wonder if that's why. Maybe. Potentially. And also, these guys also have the potential to get Tyrannic Greatswords all for free as well, which you can't do with a regular Terminator <gasps> squadron. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So are they basically the um, the Cenobites? Um, or like yeah. little weaker versions? A weaker version. Okay. Again, they're also tied directly into Deathwing. Um, right. They have inexorable, as most Terminators do now these days. And uh, that's pretty much it. Pretty good. Yeah. Do you have they all have else? Albanite Warblades as base and can either take Lightning Claws. They can also take Thunder Hammers for five points now as well, too, which is oh, okay. kind of nice. <clears throat> um, so, okay, we've gone over what rules we have in the main book. Mm-hmm. Um, how did they play at Nova? You only got to do Strike Team, right? Yeah, so it was, yeah, my particular uh, experience doesn't quite count, I think, for most in this no, no, game. No, no, it counts. We're going to hold that as <laughs> as gospel. Um, I had to <laughs> figure out a way to fit uh, 300 points of stuff with the things I took in, and it was, eh, it was all right. I got tabled each time, but, you know, it was my event, so those three people had fun. So. That's good. Very <laughs> okay, good. so uh, better, better question then. Yeah. Um, you and I have been uh, playing campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prior to the Nova Crunch, yeah, uh, in which you use the 2.0 Dark Angels rules, yep. off and on over the summer, we've been kind of yeah playing, which has been fun. Yeah, um, but what's your opinion based on that? So, again, uh, before I was using vehicles, a lot of vehicles, because that's what I played in the first edition, mm-hmm. and at first they were extremely uh, a bit underwhelming because again, most vehicles took up most of my army, so I didn't really get to feel get a good feel for a lot of the special dark angel rules that come that I think a lot of uh, infantry or just general, you know, infantry models benefit from uh, the last game that Michael and I played. Uh, it was like a month ago. I think yeah. um, we had that uh, like custom that. scenario of basically a, a dark angels uh, vehicle lot, which oh, funny right. enough, yeah, I was I not love that, playing that was any such vehicles. A good little- 
That was yeah. such a good little bat rep, dude. Yeah, I was not playing any vehicles, and instead uh, had infantry, and I was trying to defend this uh, this uh, vehicle pool from uh, Michael's army. Motor pool sabotage. Yeah, and playing all infantry, I really got a good feel for um, the units. I was like, oh, actually playing all infantry is a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like it's the way to play this edition. Mm-hmm. Vehicles are cool, and you can have you know a couple, I guess, for transport or whatever. But if this edition feels like they they went back to basics, and it's like infantry are what the horse heresy is about. Because yeah, after uh, after that, like a week or two later, I played Jared, who was testing his novelist, and I took three thousand points of infantry. I think I took a single Spartan as a dedicated transport, mm-hmm. and holy shit, it was fun. Yeah. It was just plain fun. Just all infantry, gun lines. It was pitched back and forth, but like I got a good feel for like a different wide variety of rules, like Stormwing on my Terminators I was bringing in, uh, Deathwing for this 20-man tactical blob, which managed to survive an oncoming Contempt of Dreadnought, as well as Fafnir Ron. Damn, what? Yep. My apothecary of all people managed to get uh, ding uh, Fafnir Ron and kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. For shame, Ron. Oh, Ron. You look it was doctor, a, do no harm. But yeah, that plus one to hit just completely saved that 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 whole group. It was nuts. That's good. So, do you find yourself uh, list hammering more infantry based stuff, or yeah, yeah? As much as I love my vehicles, and I'm looking over at my display case that has like yeah. over a dozen of those bad boys. Um, outside. I'm going to have to play a little bit more, but man, just having just swarms of guys was a lot it of fun. It looks cool as hell on it the does. table too. And I've got Dog. so, I got so many Mark six beakies I got to build. Unfortunately, I already now have a 2.0 closet of shame. Cause. Oh no. <laughs> up to Nova. What, all you I was spent, doing was you spent, terrain. What, six months doing terrain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And now, now that Nova's over, now I'm doing 12 hour night shifts for, five days a week, six days a week. So my building has still been kind of a uh, tweak, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure November will give me time to do everything I want all the time. And you know, yeah. that'll be uh, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be nothing busy in November uh, for me to do. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, not no, like Thanksgiving, no, or anything Thanksgiving, like no Christmas, nothing like, Oh shit. Yeah. Man, they gotta give you a vacation. <laughs> no holidays to distract you from. Well, the last two vacations I took was me, uh, trying to build terrain. So, <laughs> there's that but yeah um it's been two hours i don't know if you guys really want to tackle the last few on the exemplary battles i can do Um, that another time if you want to do it as a mini episode i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it as a mini because okay because i know we've so to the listeners i know we've been uh we slacked the past two weeks because of nova and then the week after nova to recompress and i'm gonna be on night shift for a few weeks so that's gonna be a little touch and go but the guys here will be, I'm sure, be uh, be available to do some stuff. Absolutely. No, I'll be fucking uh, avoid everyone until you tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> also, Will's now in charge of the Instagram and the Facebook, so you all get yeah. mad at him. Yeah, at, fucking at me. I dare you. I appreciate yeah. it. Will has been awesome in actually interacting with the community a lot better than I have. Yeah, we'll definitely. Oh, and I know, guys. Um, we did the. 
test. I don't know if I told you this, Jesse, mm. but I got five testers from the community and we tested out the Secret Santa thing mm-hmm. and it is functioning perfectly so far. Awesome. So listeners expect that very soon. Uh, I probably want to have that by the end of this week, I think, because that gives us two, three months, maybe. Um, but yeah, we are good to go for the Secret Centurion. Cool. Yeah, that's going to be fun and exciting. Keep your eyes out for some details, and we'll pass it along as soon as possible. Because it's already the middle of September. What the hell? I know. It's supposed that's to be why like, I'm like right. holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, once again, thanks for listening to another episode of the Remembrance Retreat Podcast. I just kind of mumbled that. I am tired. Um, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at R30K Podcast. Will would appreciate it, and so would I. Uh, be sure to check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, and give us a rating. We definitely appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our program, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. There you can uh, sign up, support the show, join a level, and um, access to your own little uh, hobby hangout that we uh, have uh, pretty much almost every other week, which uh, Zach from the community has been kind enough to head that up which has been pretty awesome yeah i, I love them because that's where i did the uh the testing i just popped in there during our weekly little hobby hangout and i was like hey guys can i get some volunteers i love the hobby hangout it's a great way to to interact with everybody so yeah um once again as always I'd like to thank all of our patrons starting with our legion praetors alex self captain sasquatch chap lanisar chris mack garner.tree of woe joe from music city heresy Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Michael Tisdall, Mr. Baldwick, Nick Quenga, Rena the Floof, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday or Bus 22, Rock and Roll McDonald's, Variance Hammer, Zachary Thompson, Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Dave Jones, Duncan, Low Tech, M. Tanzer, Gorkrow, Matthew Andreasio, Nick Hilda, Richard Bork, Scott LeMay, The Zoy, Void Imperatrix, and Winter. And finally, our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Aircraft Terrier, Bulfarius, Chad Cheeseman, Connor Cash, Dale Jones, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Hard Fries, Jay DeSales, John, Jonathan Crane, Carl, no- Noah Atkins, Fulsadax Monstrosa, and Travis Smith. Once again, thank you all for your patronage thank and you your guys. support. It's thank been great. Guys. Um it really helped us out when we were uh, making stuff for Nova. I too, know, right? Like, uh, we were able to really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so once again, we're back from Nova. It's great, Michael. Welcome to the crew. It's going to be a lot of fun. Good to be here. No pressure. Will, once again, thanks for coming on. For sure. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. One more thing I wanted to add about no, the secret. Well, I have a good thing. night. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, one more thing. I know. Uh, <laughs> that is going to be, the, you'll specifically find it posted either on the show, there will be a link, or it'll be in the Discord, I spe- or on Remembrance's Retreat Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Look for it there. Uh, we want it to be our community, so we're not likely going to share it out to like Richmond 30K. We want it to be listeners or people who enjoy the show or contribute to the show being the ones involved in it. Okay. Who follow the podcast. Yeah. If you follow the cast, you can get in. That's it. Okay. Sounds good. We'll, ex- we'll put it in the Discord, and then we'll have a link on Facebook and Instagram to that. 
So if you follow those, you'll be able to get there. So, all right. Sounds good. You, you messed up my flow, Will. So once again, have Shit, a good night. I'm we so have to start sorry, all y'all. over again. Thanks for listening. No, Read kidding. all those names. Have, yeah, have a good night. <laughs> Keep those dice rolling, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye.